Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery services and repairs. Fabian has been serving Central and Northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the Southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to the market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207-793-2044 or visit fabianoil.com. This week, we'll be talking with Nikki Strout from Rugged Seas. Taylor and Nikki Strout are a fishing family that grew up in Maine. They have three young boys and have recently started a company, Rugged Seas, that takes used fishermen's hauling pants and oil skins and recycles them into bags, clutches, hats, and other products. Rugged Seas was created with a mission to tell the fisherman's story and shed a light on the life of a fishing family. Welcome to the show, Nikki. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks, guys. It's great to finally be able to connect and kind of share our story a little bit. Yeah. It's so awesome. I just, I love what you guys are doing. And I, I just wanted to, you know, ask what was the inspiration for recycling fishing gear into, into bags? It's kind of a funny story. So we, um, Taylor started fishing in Dutch Harbor, Alaska back in mm-hmm. 2008, I want to say. And he noticed a lot of the fishermen up there had sort of uh, fishery-specific gear that they wore. So they had hoodies mm-hmm. if they were a crabber or, you know, uh, fishing for pollock, whatever the fishery was that they were involved in, and they were really proud mm-hmm. to wear it. So he wanted to do something like that for his friends back here because Taylor grew up fishing mm-hmm. with his dad here, lobstering. And so he started designing hoodies mm-hmm. for lobstering and tuna and all the different fisheries here. And people really like them. So he continued to do that. And then there are a lot of things that popped up with like the working waterfront and sort of struggles with the fishermen here. And we wanted to be able to do more. So we were trying to think of something that Mm -hmm. um, was very identifiable and that all fishermen used. And Mm -hmm. Taylor thought of bibs. And when Taylor would come home from lobstering with his dad, like, his clothes stunk, right? (laughs) So he had to like change in the garage and everything. And so I was like, you're crazy. There's no way we Mm -hmm. can use these bibs. Like you guys wear those out. And we brought some home and we tested it. I washed them in our washing machine. We actually got them really, really clean. And so we thought Mm -hmm. this might work. And so we tried it out. We tested it out and we started making some totes with them and sort of like a little bit here and Mm -hmm. there. And it really took off. So that's how it started. That's so cool. And I just have to ask, so Taylor is actually, is he in Alaska now fishing? He's in Alaska now. Um, I wish we, he was actually fishing, but COVID has spread pretty like wildfire up there. And so all the plants are shut down. So yeah. they're tied up at the dock right now um, in quarantine. None of them are sick, thank yep. God, but they can't fish if they can't offload. Yep. Oh, good. So they're just stuck there. <laughs> 
Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 So yeah, you're the stuff um, that you guys do is just it's really like artwork. It really is. I, I wish I would have ordered my hat so I could have had it on for her. <laughs> um, but just even your hats, your hats are so cool. But the the stuff like and it's a family business. I mean, you got this is a whole family um, business. Yeah, I mean, we I think the Taylor's dad obviously is the person who started this fire inside Taylor. He loves to fish. He'll always be on the water. He'll never be someone who could work behind a desk. And so I think we can kind of thank him for this being sort of, mm-hmm. you know, an idea. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, now we're just running it, the two of us, and trying to just hustle as much as we can and it's it's a lot of work to start a business and try to keep everything done right here in Maine oh yeah so for sure so what's the process for producing your bags and who are the companies that you work with so um Pratt Abbott has been incredible and they clean all the bags so basically we have collection sites all throughout the state and then we have people who just ship us their old gear Mm -hmm. we've gotten so much gear from Alaska Mm -hmm. Washington New Jersey all over wow which is really cool and even from Canada, the UK, all over. And so they either come Mm -hmm. to the house or we drive around and pick them up at all these different collection sites at Hamilton Marine uh, Vessel Services, Mm -hmm. bring them to Pratt Abbott. Pratt Abbott has come up with a special scrub and soak that they do. So they take a lot of time really scrubbing and cleaning this gear. And then I go pick it up. We take it up to um, this family-owned business in Lewiston called Mainline Leather. They are the ones who mm-hmm. uh, do all the cutting and the manufacturing. And we kind of work together with the designs. I'm there a lot with you know coming up with new designs and different ideas. But they're the ones who actually manufacture the products. And then 320 Inc. in Westbrook mm-hmm. is who we work with to do all of our printing. So a few different businesses are involved, but the whole goal is to keep everything in Maine. That's so cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really cool. So cool. And I, I guess I didn't even think about it, but yeah, you're going to have to get someone who works with leather and materials right. like that to work with these. Cause I mean, the, this is rough material. It is rough material yeah. and it's, um, it's really tricky material to work with too. Cause it's a little stretchy and because it's worn, it's hard to, it's definitely hard to stitch, you know, in a straight line because different areas are worn in different ways. And, but that's sort of the whole point with, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. material, it tells a story. So every bag looks different. Every bag is worn in a different way and they all look unique, which that speaks to the fishermen who wore them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Now, is there any way that, cause you said you're getting, but you're getting these, uh, uh, the the bibs from kind of everywhere at this point, is there any way that people can kind of know, like, where the bib was that like on their bag or whatever that where that came from so we have thought about that we would love to be able to do that and kind of take this to other you know if we could manufacture bags where all the bibs were from fishermen from new jersey or you know manufacture bags where all the came from fishermen in dutch harbor I think Mm -hmm. that's like the big picture and have a portion of the proceeds from all those bags go to the different fishing communities there. Right now, it's hard to, we have had people reach out to us who have had uh, family members who have passed away at sea. 
And so we've kept all of that gear separate and we've been able to make products for them with their family members. Um, oh, wow. Bibs and jackets. Wow. That's oh, that's, that's, that's so cool. Special. Yeah, that's really special. Wow. Yeah, it's it's emotional. Actually, yesterday I was up in Lewiston. Um, a fisherman who passed away at sea was a lobsterman from Maine. His wife reached out and said, I've been holding on to his gear forever. I've never been able to let it go. I haven't been able to even let it leave his his gear shed. But I found your company and I would love to be able to do something for my daughter. So yesterday we were working on cutting his bibs. It's a funny feeling, you know, because it's a really emotional thing, especially oh, being wow. a fishing family and knowing what who wore that gear and, and what it did for them. But now to be able to turn it into something yeah. else that his daughter's going to have forever is really, really, really special. That is that is beautiful. Yeah, and wow. I mean, and again, especially because that material is made to last so long. That's something that that is that's going to be around an awfully long time. That is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow, what a special. Yeah, that's so special. So, how does um, fishing and apparel coexist for you as a business owner? So, I think you know. It started with the Gulf of Maine fishermen thing and trying to appeal to the fishermen here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our whole goal is to always remain true to the fishermen and fishing families. And we always want them to feel like we're Mm -hmm. accurately representing them. But we know in order to make a business successful, you have to appeal to other populations of people. And so coming up with the bags that maybe a fisherman's Mm -hmm. not necessarily going to use has been a way for people who aren't part of the fishing industry to become see part of this world and appreciate it, you know? Yeah. I love that. So while, while Taylor's, I'm guessing while Taylor's off fishing, you're, you're doing, you know, kind of all the, most of the stuff that's like on the ground, how involved is it, is he in it right now? I mean, I know he's actually not fishing at the moment. So maybe it's like, you know, maybe you need to go find something else to do. I got things to do here. Right. <laughs> but how does, actually, that, how does that work for you as a couple? So we, when we launched the company back last May, he was gone, he was in Alaska. And so I was running everything and it was really busy, but I had it sort of under control and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm getting up to speed mm-hmm. with this. This is working. And then he came home. And he totally threw like a wrench in my game, like totally. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> now we know that it's really hard to work together as a couple and we're going to have to figure that out real quick. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. I think we need to divide and conquer. These are your jobs. These are my jobs <laughs> yeah. and let's, we can talk about them, but like, <laughs> let's keep it separate. So he's very into, he's really good with the numbers and the finance piece. And so he's doing like our books and all that stuff while I'm here doing kind of the busy stuff and running around and meeting with people and delivering things and our wholesale accounts and stuff like that. So we had to learn quickly to divide, divide our jobs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's so cool. And that's so awesome. I mean, we can totally relate you know, as yeah. being business owners together. I mean, you, yeah. you both have, you know, every, we each have different strengths, you know, and when you can harness those strengths that one person has and you can kind of work together as a team, it's, it's really powerful. So that's totally. so cool that you guys recognize that, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, we're able to, to recognize it and just kind of move forward and, and launching and having a successful business. Yeah. It's, it's working out so far. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, so I guess one question I would have for you additional to that is, are, do you have any secrets in terms of how to, any communication secrets, any division secrets of how you divide stuff up or how you communicate about things? This is selfishly for us. I can already tell he's asking this for us. <laughs> Why no? Why would you even <laughs> say that? I am, I am offended, dear madam, that you would even imply that. Uh, communication is our down strength. Seriously, is not though, our that's, strength. That's so what it's all really, about. It's all about us. So give us some of your secrets, you please. Know, <laughs> I don't know. We, it's it's funny because I I think I have to kindly and gently remind Taylor like I got this. It's okay. Like I'm here. I can do it. And I know it's. I think it's really hard for him because he's away. He really wants to still be right mm-hmm. front and center and involved as much as he possibly can be. So I know it's really hard for him to have to step away and like breathe a little bit and let me take the reins. I have to keep reminding him nice, kind reminders <laughs> that it's going to be okay. So be kind. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yes. So I don't think, I don't think there's any need to start pointing at me. I, no, I've, I think that's me. I need to be kind. <laughs> I really, that's me. I know, I know I need to be more kind. Just remember when you're pointing, there's fingers, more fingers pointing back at you. So, uh, so Taylor's on the website, it says that Taylor has been fishing as long as he can remember. Mm -hmm. And obviously as someone who, you know, is right there with him in that, I mean, because I imagine emotionally there's a lot to that, you know, uh, we've just spoken about, you know, uh, about what this gear means to people mm. and their families and all that. I mean, how do what do you think it is about fishing that inspires people like so much passion in that mm. and and that that it can be a job that a career that is like kind of in the family? What is, mm. what do you how do you see that? Like what is the passion that you see in him and his family and and that kind of pulls all that together? You know, I think I like I said before Taylor is not the kind of person who could ever sit behind a desk And I think he, Mm -hmm. you know, fishing, there's something about fishermen in general. They have this sort of, they're just sort of grounded, have this respect for the environment, the ocean. And when you're out on the water, there are so many things that can be totally out of your control. And so you really have to be aware Mm -hmm. of everything that's going on around you. And I think now that Taylor's fishing in Alaska as well, you know, there's this, there's a big danger involved with fishing, whether you're here in Maine, you know, up and down the Mm -hmm. East coast or you're out in Dutch Harbor. And I think there's sort of a, there's a thrill in that. Right. But also you're sort of, um, you have to rely on yourself. And so the fishermen Mm -hmm. here in Maine, we have friends who, have diversified and, you know, they started lobstering and now because the industry is so challenging for them, they've been able to fish for any sort of, any sort of species. And it's incredible how they've taught themselves, but there's this heritage involved because so many of them, their fathers, their grandfathers all fished here and it's passed along. And I think there's, there's such a huge sense of pride that you can go out, you can, be independent, mm-hmm. take care of yourself and take care of your family. And, you know, just being aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings and the respect for the ocean. It's it's a totally different way of life. And I don't know, I just, Taylor is just this sort of like really balanced kind of, and I think it's from growing up the way that he did with his dad and fishing all the time and on the water. And so 
I think that has a huge, huge part to do with it. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that, that idea of, of your every day you're dealing with something that is way bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, there's, there's nothing you can do about the ocean except, you know, just roll with whatever it decides to send your way. But you also, I would imagine there's, there's also that give and take with it. It's like, Oh, there's this, but then also just me looking out at the ocean. I'm like, that's gorgeous. And it, it's also terrifying for me right? <laughs> as, as someone right. who is not a fisherman, you know, it's like, wow, I don't think I'd want to do that. I don't think I, I would be able to handle that. That, that really does take a special it kind of person. It takes a special mindset and a special person to, to do for that. For sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So can you tell us, you, I know you donate a portion of your profits to a couple main organizations. Can you tell us about them and why they're really so important to you? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we started Rugged Seas, we, the whole point really was to shed a light on the industry and the, the struggles here and what it's like to live as a fishing family. And there are two main um, organizations here, the Maine Coast Fishermen's Association and the Maine Lobstermen's Association. And they sort of overlap in some ways, but they also have very different jobs. So the Maine Lobstermen's Association obviously is more for lobstermen and their families. Um, they have relief funds that they set up. They do different sort of like orientation programs for um, younger lobstermen coming up through the state. And then the Maine Coast Fishermen's Association is for any, you know, any sort of fishery. It's not just for lobstermen. A lot of lobstermen belong to the Maine Coast Fishermen's Association mm-hmm. and work with them. But being a fisherman here, everyone is sort of an individual when Taylor's fishing up in Alaska, someone mm-hmm. owns the boat that he's working on. So he's, it's basically owned by a large company mm-hmm. and that company regulates things and can mm-hmm. sort of, um, makes different decisions for the fishermen. And, um, here in Maine, you're like an independent contractor, you know, it's you, and there's not like a bigger company that's looking out for you. And so Maine Coast Fishermen's mm-hmm. Association and the MLA, that's, that's one of their biggest jobs. They, you know, they really help sort of unify all the fishermen in the state and also represent them and, and mm-hmm. help support them. Yeah. Some, some great organizations to contribute to. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. One of the questions that we like to ask, because honestly, I, I'm always fascinated by how people yeah. answer this, but how, how do you define success? So when I was looking at that question last night, I was like, this is a really, that's a really tricky question. Um, but I think in regards to rugged seas, as long as, and I, and Taylor and I keep saying this to each other, as long as the fishermen feel like we're staying true to them and we are accurately representing them, then that's success for us, for this company. You know, we obviously donate a portion mm-hmm. of all of our proceeds back, but we also want them to feel like we're proud of what they're doing. We live the lifestyle, we're a fishing mm-hmm. family, and we want them to feel like our company is about them and for them. And so as long as we mm-hmm. continue down that path, I think that we've we've been successful. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So over the past um over the past year or a couple of years as you know, just a business owner, what would you say is maybe one of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Yeah. So we launched Rugged Seas right at the start you know, in, in May, we launched our website right at the start or like at the peak of the pandemic, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I came 
I'm a nurse practitioner. I've never run a business. I don't know the first thing about business, but what I've learned Mm -hmm. in this whole process is you really, if you can meet the right people, you can make anything happen. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that Mm -hmm. I would be doing a podcast with you guys talking about rugged seas at this point. You know, we Mm -hmm. thought this would be sort of like a small project that we'd be able to help support the fishermen and, and, you know, shed a light on what this lifestyle is really like and the dangers involved. And, Mm -hmm. but along the way, we've met some people who was kind of like, Oh, I don't really know if they know they understand our mission or if they can really, if they'd really be play a big role in, in the company. But once, once you get all of those, you know, pieces together and you've met the right people, it's amazing what you can do. It really is like, Mm. I think that's been that's been the biggest lesson that I've learned so far. That's the only way that we've been able to get oh. to where we are today. Mm. That's so cool, and it's so it's so important to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, you know, um, you you hear about that a lot. Is if you have a dream, you got to build a team. That's you right. Know? You, yeah, you, you you've got to build a team that is going to help you um, achieve that that dream. So it's so cool that you guys that you guys have done that, and it's so cool to see that you know you've come from you know being a nurse practitioner to you know owning this company, and I, I love hearing those stories of people that are in a business that they never expected to be in, or you know, and and, and that they've just um, been successful and been able to you know learn and grow, and so it's so cool. I just have I just have a lot of respect for that. Um, to, to, to hear those stories of just uh, mm-hmm. perseverance and making that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey already, but it's been, there's so much, you know, passion and, and such a mission behind it that mm-hmm. obviously there have been things that have been difficult to get through, but it's when you look, when I look back on it so far, it's been pretty easy because we have, you know, we feel like there's such a, bigger, a a bigger picture to paint Mm. for people and Mm -hmm. to help, help the industry really. So Mm. cool. Yeah. As someone who has, uh, some, a varied skill set because of the, the varied amount of, uh, jobs I've held, uh, or a, a scattered resume, as I like to call it, do you feel there's any, any of the skills that you built up as a nurse practitioner that have carried through to what you do with rugged seas? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. You know, I obviously as, as an NP, you have to have really good organizational skills and also be able to advocate for yourself and your patients. And I think we have been able to really advocate, you know, for the families, the Emmy Rose, we did a big fundraiser for them. I don't know. There, there was a boat that went down and it was uh, four fishermen were lost mm. in November and they were from Portland And so we were able to really advocate Mm -hmm. for those families at such a difficult time for them. And I've Mm -hmm. definitely for sure had to stay incredibly organized with this business. And, you know, like Mm. I I would show you my desk right now, but I, I, I can't, it's like, (laughs) there's, there's so many moving pieces involved, you know, so staying organized, Mm -hmm. which I had to do as an NP. So, Yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, another question I always like to ask, cause, uh, again, there's always a different answer and I think there's different answers depending on the, the day that we ask this, honestly, mm-hmm. but, uh, who or what inspires you? 
So if Taylor were to answer that question, when he um, wrote me back, he would say his dad for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, if you were to, if you were able to ask Taylor the question of defining success, making his dad proud would be a huge part of that. And so his dad really mm-hmm. started the whole fishing. I mean, it was actually Taylor's grandmother. She used to row Taylor's dad and uncle out in this little dinghy and they would, she would hand haul traps with them mm. and that's where it started. And so it's wow. just, pa- yeah, she was like, she was such a trooper. Um, so it's just passed on through generations. And so I know Taylor's dad would be absolutely what his answer would be. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? You know, I think my kids really are, a huge part of what motivates me to keep going and keep fighting for this. Mm-hmm. They're, um, we have three little boys and two of them have um, like a visual impairment and it's just watching them function every day and how well they manage their, their world around them. It's always amazing to me without they no complaints from them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely play a huge mm-hmm. part in my motivation and, and inspiring me to, you know, if they can function the way that they do, I can do so much, you know, so much more. So mm. it's definitely my kids. That's awesome. So I have to ask this because, I mean, I grew up here in Maine and I just, I love everything Maine. But what would you say is your favorite part of living here in Maine? What do you, what do you love about Maine? So we moved away from my first job as an NP. We moved to Vermont. Um, we were living in southwestern Vermont mm-hmm. and we could ski and we could hike and we could fly fish. And but it always, you know, you always felt like there's something missing and it's absolutely the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so to be mm-hmm. in Maine where you can still ski, you can still hike, you can do all of that. But then you have the ocean right, you know, out your back door. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And our kids in the summertime are out on the water. My father-in-law is still lobsters and he takes the boys out lobstering at least three times a week all summer long. So Mm -hmm. definitely the ocean and being on the coast for sure. Yeah, we really are lucky. We have it all. Mm -hmm. We really do. We have the seasons and then we, you know, lakes and... Well, and then especially an activity that's going to tie your kids out in the summer. I mean, that's that's huge. That's priceless. Oh, yeah. They come home, lunch, nap time. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> great. You gotta love it. Yeah, gotta, yeah. We might it. need to get our daughter into something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nikki, for for spending some time with us today. We really yes. do appreciate you taking time out of your Absolutely. day. Uh, we will be sure to have a link to the Rugged Seas website where you can find out more information about them, the organizations they support. Uh, I believe I even saw where you can you can uh, donate fishing gear. You can donate bibs if people are interested in that. Yeah, we have a specific page right on the site. You can click on, you fill out the information. We'll send you a packing label so you don't have to pay for anything. And then um, once we get your old gear, we'll send you some new free Rugged Sea stuff. So it's a good exchange. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. So cool. And of course, on the website, there's there's the shop. You can buy t-shirts, you can buy sweatshirts, you can buy hats, and of course, the bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, everything there is looks incredible. Uh, I I want to spend a lot of money there. <laughs> and it's dangerous for me to be to be on there. Uh, <laughs> 
excited. Just impulse buying left and right. Yeah. Um, but we'll have a link to the website. We'll also have links to all of the social media. Yes. And uh, and just one more time, thank you very thank much, you so uh, much for sharing yes. your story. Uh, it's been very inspiring and informative, yes. and we really appreciate it, Nikki. Thank, thank, thank you. So you guys really so much. It. It's so nice to be able to share our story with more people, and so I really appreciate you having us on. It's really nice. This is great. It was, it was our pleasure, yes, and, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Yes. Thank you, guys. You too. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening.